everyone, welcome back to the Girl on Fire podcast with Tanya Minocha and Rachel Georgian, founders of Youth Executive Leadership Program, a nonprofit which aims to educate underrepresented students about leadership and public speaking skills. Be sure to check out our website at www.youthexecutivelead.org or follow us on Instagram at Youth Executive Leadership. Thank you for listening to our first podcast interview with Chinmayi Balasu, a 17-year-old undergraduate student at Columbia University and founder and CEO of Simply Neuroscience. She is a student researcher, STEM advocate, mentor, martial artist, sometimes poet, neuroscience enthusiast, and nature lover. Simply Neuroscience is an international nonprofit organization dedicated to fostering students' interdisciplinary interests in the brain through neuroscience and psychology education, outreach, and awareness. We have her on the podcast today to share her insights on being a founder of a nonprofit at such a young age. Hey, Chinmai, how are you? Hi there. I'm doing really well. How are you guys doing? Thank you for having me on here. We're doing great. We're doing great. Thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. We're super excited to talk to you, obviously. So let's dive right in. Um, How did you start Simply Neuroscience? You know, what do you all do? What kind of like motivated you, I guess, to start? Mm Mm-hmm. So throughout high school, I was really interested in learning about the brain, so neuroscience, and going through different events, uh, different science competitions. I always found other people who were interested in also learning about the brain, but there wasn't really a way to connect with these folks outside of those, you know, one-day events or such things. So I really was craving for that kind of a community in the student neuroscience groups, basically. And the other aspect of that was that these people that I met who really liked learning about the brain also didn't necessarily come from complete STEM backgrounds. And so some folks were really into computer science, but the other might be into business or econ, for example. So really, I really, really wanted to find a way to bridge that kind of differences in people's backgrounds and approaching neuro and also create that community. So at I believe it was the end of high school, so it was it was during the summer before college last year, but decided to start um, expanding this into a nonprofit organization from what I thought would initially be a one woman blog. So it's it's been quite the journey, and I think at its core, really motivated just by building that very collaborative and warm welcoming community for younger folks to learn about the brain in high school because it's not really something that you can get into really easily. There's not too much info on it. So, yeah. And are you like majoring, I guess, in like neuroscience or like something dedicated to the brain in college? I definitely came into college thinking that I want to do something neuroinclined. Now I'm very much undecided still. Technically, I'm undeclared until the end of sophomore year, but I've been kind of venturing outside the neuro bubble a little bit. So we will see how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That sounds so cool. So another question I had was, what was the most difficult thing about building your nonprofit? I think figuring out the scope of how much I and the team wanted to go with the nonprofit was difficult because, Mm -hmm. I mean, the scope at the first, like I mentioned, 
I just intended it to be a blog reflecting on learning about neuro on my own through high school and self-study and people I'd met. But then when folks started getting interested, they brought in really distinct ideas. And so it was, it was a balance always between what initiatives are we working on and how much effort and commitment can we put into each of these initiatives? Because, you know, so many wonderful ideas, but only so much you can do with mm-hmm. time and um, people involved. So I would say as we've increased pretty exponentially in the past few months. So that kind of an issue has kind of not been too prevalent in recent times. We now have, I believe, around over 10 departments and multiple sub-projects. So the scope has definitely widened and our commitment levels and efforts have also widened. So, but I would say that in general, building nonprofits and businesses from the start, learning your scope is really tough. Yeah, I totally agree. And congrats on everything that you have done so far. I mean, this is really incredible. Thank you so much. It's been a wild journey, but I've really, really, truly enjoyed it. Okay, and so another question is, what were some of the biggest lessons that have impacted the way that you work? Um, You know, lessons that you might have learned from building your nonprofit. I would definitely say it's it's been a lot of self-reflection. I'll start off with that Um, because, you know, you start off and you grow from a small team of really close-knit members to getting into a larger team and kind of trying to figure out who's working on what. So a lot of organization skills really popped up um, while working as, well, not working, while serving as the CEO. And I think especially I've figured out a lot more about my leadership style. And Mm -hmm. it's really interesting to see a different dynamic of each person on the leadership board, for example. But I've found that I'm very much consider myself an extroverted introvert. So that kind of a balance Mm -hmm. is I'm not super, super, you know, when someone comes in new to the organization, I will reach out and introduce myself, but I'm also not, uh, I'm a little hesitant to open up super, super fast and introvert life right there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I really, really love talking to people still. I've kind of developed that over time. So figuring it out that, you know, I'm not going to be like super, super off, outgoing, like off the get go, but I really do still mm-hmm. like meeting new people and over time developing these really meaningful relationships with these folks. So I think overall leadership style and my approach with could be like cold introductions, just reaching out to new people has been one of my biggest yeah. lessons. Definitely. <laughs> That's incredible. So what is some advice that you could give to a teen wanting to start their own passion project or nonprofit organization? Right off the bat, I would say that if you have a passion for something, look into what already exists out there. Um, Mm -hmm. Primarily because there are a number of already established initiatives that when you start your own nonprofit and you're not aware of this, that can draw resources away from an established organization and also kind of create a conflict um, with your nonprofit as well, because you're drawing from the same community and the same resources. So Mm -hmm. it's better to come together to build something up rather than starting from the ground, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen that happen a lot of times in the past kind of past few months, <laughs> um, especially with the pandemic happening, fortunately. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of great ideas. People have great ideas. And I just think it's really important to take a step back and reflect on why you're interested and kind of how can I get involved in this interest. But other than yeah. that, if you are really interested in starting a nonprofit, I would say go for it. Uh, it will take a very, very large chunk out of your life um, yeah. for the first, until you reach a sustainable kind of level of going, you're growing well, things are growing great, you have a nice team. Also, yeah, but definitely find a very dynamic team that works very, very well. And yeah, it's, it's a very case-by-case thing, but I think the starting... Mm-hmm. The starting magical grow, miracle grow formula is just having a great team and having that passion. Yeah. So how did you find and build this team? To be honest, (laughs) a lot of it came by chance and through some folks who I met through other initiatives I was involved in. So I was involved in over the summer last year, um, which is around the time of founding, I was involved in a girls in STEM org that was called Girl Genius Magazine. And so a number of girls from there were also interested in learning about the brain, you know, going into neuro or psych. And so they decided to hop on and help things out. I think half of the, I would say about half of the girls um, on the current leadership team I met through Girl Genius Mag. So, you know, it was very mutual connections. A couple other folks, um, I've met from, you know, neuro organizations. So people who I competed with at um, National Brain Bee, which is a competition for high schoolers. But people I met from there later also joined because they found out um, through connecting on LinkedIn, for example. And they were like, my gosh, Chinmay, you have this really interesting organization. Tell me more. So things like that. Um, Yeah, a lot of mutual organizations, people involved in there. LinkedIn also, a lot of folks, um, it's apparently simply neuroscience tends to come up in their suggested organizations list a lot. Interesting LinkedIn dynamic there. I'm not quite sure why. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, people will just kind of find you somehow through social media or LinkedIn. And there's also that personal connections there as well. So that's how how a lot of my leadership team has been built. Um, Really, really dedicated individuals some of whom I worked with before, some of whom were completely new, but we're doing amazing things. Yeah, and speaking, I guess, about team and stuff like that, who was like your support system during the early stages of building Simply Neuroscience? Absolutely would come back to the team again. (laughs) (laughs) They are amazing, amazing individuals and really willing to always listen and share their thoughts as well. It's never a one-sided conversation. And Mm -hmm. they're always willing to step in and help out when they can. And of course, everyone helps everyone out. So it's not just, here's your task, go for it, tell me when you're done. It's more so we check in with each other, we toss ideas out around a lot of times, get feedback from each other. Um, I also think we're just a very, we really emphasized bonding from the start. So outside of just developing a nonprofit that was really hectic at the start, we mutually understood each other as friends outside of nonprofit work. So in that way, even when things were stressful or we had to take a step back, you know, we were each other's support system. Um, 
in that time. So absolutely great leadership team. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's wonderful. And lastly, what has been the most rewarding experience from founding Simply Neuroscience? I would say, well, it's, it's, we're approaching the one year anniversary soon. So I haven't seen folks kind of blossom over the long, long term yet, but in the short time that I've known folks, um, I've seen really wonderful friends that are not going off to college. And so seeing them kind of develop and find their own selves during the college app process, which is kind of weird to think about on a side note, but uh, (laughs) finding themselves during this reflective college application process. Um, (laughs) Some folks actually after joining and kind of further developing, building on their interests, they are now considering majoring in neuroscience in college. So small, small, it seems really small, but it's really great to know that, you know, these, these really amazing individuals in this organization could help them out somewhat and kind of give them a space to think about what they would want to do in life. So I really, really love that about this org. <laughs> well, I just want to say congratulations for everything that your nonprofit has done. Yep. And you are really an inspiration to girls all around the world. And thank you so, so much for coming on to this podcast today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, folks. I'm really honored to talk with you all and be here. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for listening to the Girl on Fire podcast. We hope you enjoyed the first episode. Um and we hope it inspired you to pursue your interest. Our next episode will air on May 23rd, so we hope you listen in on that. Thank you.